Hey guys, today is May 24, 2013. You're listening to Free Admission on freeadmissionfr.com, also available on iTunes. I am Ben Turpin, joined on the line at this time by freeprowrestling.coms and 411manias.com. Do you even write for their site anymore? I guess you do. I, I, just, put, I just put a review up today for the first time in almost a month. Well, that answered that question. Uh, TJ Hawk, at um, TJ Hawk 411 on Twitter. How you doing? Uh, don't follow me, first of all. Uh, I'm not going to accept your follow request. Uh, I'm doing fine. I didn't realize I was going to be TJ Hawk. Usually when I'm with you, uh, TJ Hawk doesn't exist. But I'll, 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 I, I I'll... figure this gimmick is not really worth it on this site because we just don't do enough shows. So yeah. This is our second one, I think, ever. The second one this year. Yeah. But it could have been some fun continuity. Unfortunately, uh, I dropped the ball already on that. Uh, but we're here to... Preview talk about Shakara, uh, particularly the I pay per view next Sunday. Uh, Anniversario never compromise. But before we do, I know you wanted to talk about a few things. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, there have been rumors going around. For I know the first person I talked about heard about it in September, and that the rumor is essentially that Shakara's last show is going to be on June second. This I pay per view, like it's going to be their last show for sordid reasons and rumors that aren't worth going into that I like there would just be speculation and, and let's I be honest, su- most of the people listening to this sorry to interrupt are know what those reasons are so. yeah so there's no point I don't I don't feel comfortable saying them out loud in a public forum like this and I'm not going to anyway and so I started hearing these rumors in January and I think Ben you and I talked we'd both we'd mentioned it or I mentioned it or something and I kind of wrote them off as speculation as unfounded didn't see any I didn't see at all how, at all I didn't see how it was all po- at all possible ah at all <laughs> wow awesome start to this podcast I didn't see how it was possible that Chakar was possibly going to end on June 2nd there was just no reason for it whatsoever and so months go by people are still telling me they're hearing this people are still telling me they're hearing this and I'm not buying it whatsoever and then I believe in early May maybe mid-May I don't know the Atomic Elbow podcast came out, or uh, actually more specifically, Kevin Ford of PW Ponderings mentioned the Atomic Elbow podcast about the theory that Chikara's storylines for the past year, year and a half, two years or so, exist in an alternate timeline from the actual Chikara that people grew to love over the first ten years or so of its existence. Uh, and just the basic two-sentence explanation for the storyline is that Archibald Peck is, has been sent back in time, and he's been sent back in time by Eddie Kingston so many times that it's caused disruptions and caused an alternate timeline to be created where all the teams hate each other. And there's, there's a loads and loads of reasons for it. And if you listen to the podcast, if you listen to Kevin explain the podcast, you're pretty much instantly convinced that these storylines are true. And I think, Ben, you would agree with that, right? Absolutely. Uh, and actually, I did want to ask one thing. How does the darkest timeline play into that? I'm not exactly familiar with that. Uh, the darkest timeline is just a joke based on uh, from the TV uh, show Community, okay. where yes. Community did an episode of TV where they theorized that there was they just created six individual timelines, and there was one really dark timeline called the darkest timeline. So a bunch of people who like Community also watch Akara, and thus we've been joking about the darkest timeline. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so if you listen to the podcast from the Atomic Elbow, if you listen to Kevin explain the podcast, I, I feel confident in saying you'd be convinced that there is an alternate timeline, travel time travel storyline going on in Chikara right now. 
And once I heard this, and that there were, it kind of, it was all, I all of a sudden I heard, I thought back about the rumors about Chakar ending, and I realized, holy shit, this is the this is Chakara's way of writing out the promotion. Like Chakara, like Chakara is a is is considered a live action comic book, and comic books generally or the great most celebrated comic books generally don't just have characters drop off the face of the earth and never mention them again like most wrestling companies do they write out characters they bring back characters to give them proper endings and in my opinion if Chikara was ever going to end and like most wrestling promotions Chikara was likely to end one day for one reason or another they wouldn't just suddenly end for no reason on a random show like you would know that Chikara ended and so here you have this eye pay-per-view being set up with a baby face Icarus. Think how weird is that, first of all. Challenging Eddie Kingston for the grand championship. And there's just a bunch of other and all there's other storylines that don't really make sense, don't feel very Chikara. The basically Chikara's storyline timeline feels broken. And you feel like there it's all gonna come to head somewhere. And where and basically my theory is my theory and that once again this is it's been rumored for months and months almost a full year that Chikara's last show was going to be in June i.e. this iPay-per-view and it seems to be all coming to a head right now at this show which is happening in a week yeah so I mean, well, I, and I'll just put it out there now I'm like very 50-50 as opposed to you I think you're a lot more convinced than I am yeah, I, I would say I I should also clarify that the theory also extends to the idea that 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 sentence didn't make any sense. But the the theory says that Chakar will eventually come back at some point, whether it's in six months, whether it's in a year, whether it's in eighteen months. Like the speculation is that Chakar is going to come back. And once again, I should preface this all: it's all rumors. I have not spoken to Mike Quackenbush. I do not know Mike Quackenbush. I have no idea what's going on with his financial state or anything about this. Well, in my opinion, it, it explains the wrestling is promotions a lot better now. If it, do, it does yeah. go on a hiatus, that takes its place. Now, yeah. of course, you have to do something on this pay-per-view to make people care about those shows, which is something you've pointed out, and I don't exactly think there's anything they could do to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing that if, you, if you've noticed, uh, for people who pay attention, it's very, it's very clear to anyone with a brain that Chikara and Wrestling Is are both owned and operated by Mike Quackenbush. Like, there's no, like, it, we, could all, we could waste some time being cute about how Wink Vavasor really runs Chikara, and a, Wrestling Is is just a sister, promo, sister promotion. All right, I, like, so, like, do we want to really waste time talking like that? I don't right now. Uh and wrestling is is scheduled for a bunch of shows and they're scheduled in a bunch of buildings for the upcoming months and if you notice in the Chikara upcoming events uh, they have you know the anniversary show if you look for upcoming events in their events page anniversary has an event information and every other event for the rest of the year has no event information why do they already have National Pro Wrestling Day for Saturday February 1st well, Granted, remember, that's that, not Chikara affiliated, but that's not officially Chikara affiliated. Yes, but I don't even. At actually... the same time, I will say this because I know you were talking about tickets not being on sale. I mean, Georgia tickets weren't on sale, and this is pretty standard for them: is that tickets don't go on sale until like four to six weeks before. So it's not a stretch to the idea that the information isn't up yet, or that the tickets aren't on sale. Just to and put that, it out there. Absolutely, and like I said, like these are rumors. These are this is speculation. 
I don't I don't know any I I don't know any of the people behind the scenes. Right. So I can't say for sure. I'm this I'm not this is not me reporting a fact. This is me reporting speculation and rumors. And the one random thing, I'm sure you were going to get to it, maybe you weren't, is that the running of wrestling is that's essentially going to be head-to-head versus the New York show on July 21st, I believe. Yeah, like it's going to... 20 gonna, miles the other way in New Jersey. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, they have Wrestling is Cool is going to be running on July 21st in uh, in about, in I don't know, middle New Jersey, I believe. Uh, and obviously, you know, because, as we just pointed out, Chikara and Wrestling is are run by the exact same people. They're not going to be running head-to-head with each other. Now I suppose it's possible they could be doing some doubleheader, uh, but it, that doesn't really seem to be Chikara's mo. So I can't Do you imagine. Have a time for the wrestling is show yet? Uh, I can look it up right now. Okay, you should look that up because usually the New York City shows for Chikara are like day. So yeah, and and the that doubleheader is a, would kind of be tough for that. And not only that for the day, but it's also a Sunday show. Right. Uh, let's see, yeah. So Wrestling is Cool is running at 2 o'clock that Sunday. I can't imagine Takara is running a show later that night on a Sunday. Yeah, so theoretically, what, 5 o'clock? At... Well, no, because Wrestling is Cool I mean, will run if for you're least... doing a doubleheader, in theory, the they, Chikara they show would... would have to be like it. It I would mean, have to be at like 5. I mean, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. It could be later, it... but that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um okay. Anyway, we, we haven't really done a great job of explaining this, and we probably haven't convinced any of you that it's ending, but it's really relevant to this, I mean, to the storylines going on, in my opinion. And to be fair, I mean, we want to be careful of some of the things that we say. We're taking a very PC approach, which is the way to go, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, and uh, so we're both going into this iPay-Per-View I mean, I would I would say I'm about like ninety ninety five percent convinced that it's going to be the last show, whether for a while or forever. That I have, I mean, that I would have no idea. But I'm convinced it's going to be the last show for a significant period of time. We will be watching and, this show on a phone, or at least I will be watching it on a phone in Ebor City before Evolve twenty two. And that's just because just because of the speculation that that's going to be the last show ever, right? Well, I won't be watching, but I'll like, be following okay. texts. I'm sure. Well, and I'm sure somebody will tell me. I'm sure JP will be watching on his phone. So uh, I doubt it. Oh really? Okay. But yeah, and we should talk briefly about those evolved shows at the end of the show. But yeah, yeah why not? Um, we love yes. them. Did you want to get into the iPay per view now? The card. Or... Yeah, and so I so I just to say that the context of us uh, previewing this card is with we both kind of thinking that this is going to be the last show for a while, right. or that there's a significant chance that it's going to be, and that everything is going to come to a head here and theoretically end for Chikara for the foreseeable future. Right, and you almost and... Think it's... oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so like, this is like, uh, we're not pulling this out of our ass, by the way. Like, if you, you know, if you email, if you DM a bunch of people who you would think would know this, would know about this, odds are they're going to tell you that's what they're hearing too. No one is talking about this publicly. I'm not entirely sure why, other than they want to be nice. Or, but even then, I'm like, I don't. If anything. This card is so uninteresting that the only thing that interests me about it is that is this going to be Chikara's last show? You'd almost yeah. think they'd want to leak at this point. Yeah, uh, that would certainly help. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm considering buying this show. Well, uh, and, and I don't know if I should put this out there, but that's kind of why you wanted to do this like now instead of like next week, is because you thought it would might break at some point. Yeah, I mean, like I want like if no one else was talking about it, then you know, granted, like that implies like I consider myself a reporter, which I do not. Right. And it kind of uh, and the site it, it definitely look, is not. It, 
no. at all. And it makes it probably makes me seem a little douchey, but that's okay. Thanks for throwing that out there, Ben. Well, you already do that anyways on Twitter. I, I know. But everybody loves you. Not, nah, really. not really. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go down yeah, this card. We talked about uh, the uninteresting factor. Uh, this card, uh, a lot of people don't understand my perspective on Shakar sometimes, and I always have to explain it. This card is to be pretty much the same as the other iPay-Per-View cards, except maybe Quack and Kingston. So it's all the same to me, but uh, you want to start from the top or the bottom? Uh, let's go with the bottom. Okay, the bottom. We just brought this up. As you can tell, we're very well prepared. Stay tuned at the end of the webcast for a huge announcement, exclamation point, which is something you probably could have tied in with the stuff we previously talked about. I don't know if that's some sort of correlation there, but uh, big announcement at the end of the webcast. And maybe that's at the end of the iPay-Per-View, or maybe at the end of the free view of GoGo, or whatever it's called. I, I um, think it has to be at the end of the iPay-Per-View. I can't yeah. imagine... But who knows? They, who knows? All right, first match was... A Young Lions Cup rematch from the second show of the season, I believe, in Easton, uh, which is uh, Satterine challenging Mark Angelicetti. They had a... I guess you haven't seen any... See, and this is how unprepared we are to do a preview, is that Mike, or TJ, hasn't even seen a Shakara show this season. Uh, excuse me, I saw Jushin Liger and Mike Quackenbush versus the Pieces of Hate. You saw it from a distance while Colt Cabana, or I mean Drew Gulak, threw a water bottle at me. Yeah. And yeah. What was but, and uh, yeah? So I haven't seen a Chikara show since uh, the season finale last year. Yeah. And, Which I haven't even seen the last two matches on that show. But my lack of watching Chikara is made up for the fact that you've actually been live for the majority of the Chikara uh, shows this year. I guess it would be four of eight shows. Wow. And it was almost you, five if I would have went to the North Carolina show. Which I did not. Uh, anyway, um, that's this is a long about way of saying is that we don't care about this match, but it'll probably be fine. Well, the Easton match was fun. I know a, people, a lot of people that really liked it. I didn't like it as much as they did, but it was fun enough. Uh, I think a lot of people's issue with this match is that Mr. Touchdown needs a better opponent. He's on iPay-Per-View, and it's actually on the free view of GoGo at all things. Uh, so there you go. So Touchdown, yeah. I guess, technically wouldn't be on the pay-per-view. But in my opinion, if you were to ask me my prediction of how things are going to tie in with the timeline and the storyline, is that the pay-per-view should open during the tag match. So, hey, get a Touchdown match out of the way on the uh, preview, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, actually, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to call Saturine win here. I think she wins the cup. Yeah. Was Touchdown the champion? When did he win the cup? He won it last August against ACH. Ah, well, there you go. He so that wouldn't make any sense if he had the cup. That's why it's on the free view. Okay. Uh, the battle for trio supremacy as the spectral envoy of Ultraman is black, Hollowick and Frightmare take on the Colony Extreme Force. I was there for Colony Extreme Force's two first shows, three first shows, and in Georgia. And I have, I assume this. I'm not sure why this match is happening. I assume it's because of something that happened in Secaucus when they. First yeah. Okay. I've been. I haven't listened to the latest. Uh, Kevin Ford, Justin Houston podcast. And by the way, everyone who actually wants some knowledge about Chikara should listen to Kevin Ford and Justin Houston's podcast. We are here merely to peddle rumors and smut. Uh, I believe the storyline's going on is, is that it's a caucus for the WrestleCon show. Wink Bavasura declared Colony Extreme Force the oh, 2011 yes. right. retrospectively named them the 2011 King of Trios Champions. And the Spectral Envoy won the King of Trios 2012. But what's interesting is that, theoretically, is that that 2012 King of Trios didn't happen in the same timeline that Colony Original won the King of Trios in 2011. So, I don't know. Something... I 
this is going to be a match. I have never seen the Colony Extreme Force. I have no. I hear they're really annoying, but I have not. I've not actually seen them. Well, it just depends. I think most people that didn't see them in Orlando like them. If you saw them in Orlando, you absolutely despise them. And uh, I heard they were like okay at WrestleCon. Like didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, they had a ten-minute match, so it was really yeah. toned down. The gimmicks were toned down, and now one has a astronaut-esque helmet that like glows. Uh, somebody equated it to like a Spider-Man character to me once. I wish I knew the name of the character, but uh, it's pretty awesome. They try to be awesome, but when they try to get themselves over, that's really when people, I think, have an issue because it just it really, especially the Orlando match in particular, just like they worked over Soldier Ant. I guess it was the Baterior against them and Soldier Ant and, and Ophidian, and they just worked over Soldier Ant for like 20 minutes, and these guys were just standing on the ring apron and running around ringside just get, trying to get themselves over. Yeah, and uh, by it's the way, been toned way down recently. Certainly. That's what I've heard, and I've heard that Deviant is now leading them or something. Is yeah, that true? Deviant is leading them. He came back in North Carolina, and he was also in Porterdale. Uh, I'm not sure what the tie-in there is. I'm sure there's something, and I actually feel like Deviant is somebody. Not that I would expose that because we're talking about Shakara, certain identities, but watching him work and his build, he has to be somebody. But I'm not sure who. I have to see more. I'm not sure if it's the same guy that was Deviant before either. Granted, I don't know who Deviant was the first time because I don't remember. Yeah, and no. I never knew who any of them were. Anyways, well, everyone knew who the shard was, but we all have to. It's it's much like Mike Quackenbush. We all have to pretend that somebody else is true. Yeah, mandated by the director. Uh, yeah, just a second. I have a couple couple of things. By, so, in case just for te- just a, like some token knowledge that the Colony Extreme Force are apparently a vital part of the alternate timeline theory, time travel theory, and that theoretically they have been sent back in time. To do something. Well, there's so. some interesting time, uh, some tie-in with them being in Tampa or debuting in Tampa. Do you remember what that is? Yes, it was basically it was that that, that the, was te- the Teeter Group, maybe one one of the some basically something big about time travel is based in Florida and comic book lore, <laughs> and in real and something about the real life guy who was like would call all those after dark uh, radio shows. He, I think he said something was based in Florida. So the fact that they actually were based in Florida is like, like you just kind of have to stand back and just like applaud uh, Jakara for just being like so much better at the little things compared to every other wrestling promotion on the face of the earth. Yeah, if if it turns out that like that had significant any sort of relevance, I will just be Shakara's biggest fan. I think I told somebody that. Yeah. Is if this all comes to fruition, I truly will be Shakara's. Yeah, and fan. I, what's a. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Tim Exiled on Twitter. Uh, we love Tim Exiled. He's the best. Uh, he is just like he once he heard about the, the timeline theory, like he's just been going nuts with his love for Chikara because it is so. Because I remember what actually when we heard about it, we were like on almost like somewhat of a high talking about how cool it was. Yeah, like it, it was at, like it was the week of the Porterdale show that I heard that podcast. I think it was out like the week before. Yeah, and I was so much more interested in going to that show. Because and just for, talking about it, and I yeah. actually ended up talking about it with like several people that just randomly and yeah, because for I mean for eighteen months, pretty much everyone's been frustrated by like shitty Chikara storytelling, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, all of a sudden this could all make sense, and maybe that something better is going to be on the way. It's very exciting. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently the end of Chikara is on the way. But yeah, well, unfortunately, when it comes down to it, is that like Chikara is very uninteresting. So it's like, oh. what was it all for? Uh, to kill the promotion. The product, yeah. <laughs> right. Mandated by the director. A hair, now hair versus hair match, which I just found out. I'm sure there's reasoning behind that. Gavin Loudspeaker and Tim Donst. Uh, probably the 
Is this the least in, second least interesting match on the card? And I don't know where this started either. It just kind of ha- started happening where Donst was, uh, I don't know, picking on him. Tim Donst went in uh, in 2011 when I, which is when I started watching a lot of Jakara. He immediately stuck out to me as someone like I. He should be in other promotions. Like this is a really talented guy. He really seems to know what he's doing. He's booked really interesting. He's not, and. You know, and then like last year he started. He had an okay feud with Holloway Kid. I didn't really care about it much. They had like a good blow off on iPay Per View, and since then Tim Dons has become one of the least interesting characters in all of wrestling. Yeah, and it's one that it's. I mean, compared to someone who is like, there's so many wrestlers out there who don't even have a character. Right. And I to me it goes back to my idea of I rather have no storytelling than just shitty storytelling. And this is a case where shitty storytelling is ruining a very talented performer. And I have no interest in anything he does. He has become like this not even homeless man, not even like like not not poor man's raven, not a homeless man's raven. Like I don't even know. Like what is lower than a homeless man? Like Tim like Donst. In, Tim Dons. He is a Tim Dons. He's a Tim Dons's raven. And uh He's got what was Justin Houston call him like the the cadre of fools, the sad sacks, uh, Veronica, Steve the Turtle Wire, and Jakob Habermeyer. And by the way, speaking of people I used to love in Chikar, Jakob Habermeyer, like what, like wasn't he one of the more entertaining guys in 2011? Like why? Ugh. Anyway, Chikara, awful. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's dragged him down, I would say, but he's still somewhat over live, I would say. Yeah, and I, 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 I haven't expect. I haven't watched any of the live shows this year, so I can't yeah I can't speak to how over he is or not. I'll yeah, take like I know in Florida it. there was like a pretty vocal section for him, at least in Tampa, uh, and he gets. I'm trying to kind of think of a label to define his like response, but it's still there. But granted, I saw him in 2011, and when I guess he would have been perceived as like more over or before this current incarnation of Jakob with Tim Donst and. He was definitely more over there than he is now, yeah. which I can't imagine is the intention. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this match is actually going to happen in uh, on the planet Earth. I have nothing to say about it. So I bet just, you yeah. the crowd will. You know, but how has the crowd responded to Archibald Peck versus Donst? Like as it's happening, not the finishes. You just mean the matches in general? Like, are they like into it? In- no. Okay, so if the crowd isn't doesn't give a crap about Archibald Peck, who yeah. every and everyone loves Archibald Peck, he's the best. Right. I can't imagine they're gonna care about Gavin. Right. Right. Like maybe yeah, if maybe if, maybe if it was Bryce, maybe if it was Bryce, I would say there was a chance that this would work. Uh, but I don't know. Honestly, I'm actually just hoping for some awful angle that's short. That's the best case scenario. Or it could never happen. If they open the pay-per-view, as I theorize, then it technically wouldn't have to happen. Ne- yeah. Nor would the rest of this card. But I don't think that's going to That would be ballsy. If they just killed the promotion in the first match and then just took everyone's money and ran. That would, honestly, that would be awesome. Well, I, would, I, I, would, I, I would say that would be $15 well spent on my end. I mean, you have touchdown on the pre-show, and then I guess nobody else that was involved at that tag match is on the show yet. So... A right. three-on-three throwdown, the most, the least interesting match on this card. I, which I is imagine. saying something. Which, which is, is saying, saying something. something. 
We just got over. We just got over a match where you said you had nothing to add to it, nothing to say. I mean, and this is the least interesting. Uh, yes, and uh, there there is a new Devastation Corporation member that debuted at the last weekend, so we will get to see him for the first time. Unless the DVDs come out before, but we're not going to see those shows. Uh, against the Colony of Assailant, I'm glad I got that one right. Green Ant and Fire Ant. Um, Who gives a, match. a fuck? This, what a match. What an awful match. Like, I'm honestly, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, it will be... It will happen. It won't be the worst. It probably won't be the worst match on the show. Uh, it could be. I'm trying to. Uh, think I, okay, but well, it may. Loudspeaker like, danced. I can see a scenario where it's not the worst match, or it's the worst match in a show, but still not a bad match. Is the next match going to be worse just because of the stipulation? Amasis Amphidian? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, well, this is a match. I, I'm sure it has some sort of reasoning for happening in the blogs, but I've never read a blog, so... But the Colony Devastation Corporation? Yeah. Uh, the Devastation Corporation murdered the Colony at Tag World Grand Prix, and it caused their teams, both teams, to be eliminated from the tournament. Okay, there we go. Do you have anything else to add? No, I, I, don't, I don't care. And do you know how to pronounce this word? For the casket match, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can in just a second. I, I will add, by the way, uh, Fire Ant and Green Ant, two of my favorite independent wrestlers, and yeah. they've just been drowning in Chikara for 18 months now, much like a lot of the other talented wrestlers in Chikara. Yeah. All right, well, in, a, in a sarcophagus match, because Ben can't pronounce it, we have Amasis versus Ophidian in the blow-off to about a 20-month feud? 20? 20-month uh, feud? Yes. from. Since the very first eye pay per view, which was when Ophidian churned on Amasis. Yes. And I would have once... never remembered it happened on the first eye pay per view, by the way. Yeah. But... Well, it did. And uh, speaking of characters that became incredibly uninteresting in 2012, yeah. uh, Ophidian went from being one of the most entertaining guys in 2011 yeah. to being. Having that match with El Generico to open Cybernetico in 2011 to. What question, is now? Yeah. Just Tim, Tim Donst area, in terms of just, just yeah. Don't give a fuck. Doesn't have good matches. The storyline is stupid. At least his gear looks cool now, because his gear looked awful for the longest time. Yeah, I'm trying to recall. I do remember it being vividly horrible, but and like I feel bad because he actually put out a, his own blog on his own site about like how passionate he was about his gear because it was like representative of all these kung fu movies and what out. But it was awful, dude. I'm sorry. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. I know that the casket stipulation has really hampered a lot of people's interest in this match, but I really don't care because... I, I mean, like... I know Fidian's probably still hurt. That's probably why they added it, just for a crutch, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, well, he he needs crutches, so you, were you not trying to be... Wor- was that an attempt at wordplay? Yes. Oh, it was? Okay. Um, well, the what's the Batiri are not booked for the show, right? Delirious is not booked for the show? No. I don't see him in the match, so I assume because Ophidian is injured, something will be going on with the Batiri. Are the Batiri feuding with anybody at the moment? Do you, I mean, you watched the show, so you would know. I watched the shows, and I still don't know. Um, I don't think so, actually, no. They're still just doing the Omasis stuff. That's essentially it. Yeah, so I don't know who would come out to help Omasis, but I don't know. Maybe Jonathan Gresham isn't busy or something. No, he's busy now. He wasn't busy at WrestleCon. And, uh, well, he was there. Nobody wanted to use him. So. We could have had some t- sort of tie in there, but unfortunately not. Uh, I doubt yeah. it's going to happen on this eye pay per view. 
But uh, yeah, this match is happening. It's a casket match. I'm not saying that word because sarcophagus. Sar- uh, no. Sarcophagus. 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 I got it. Okay. Omasis and Ophidian in a casket match. Yeah, I don't care about this match. Uh, they, from what I understand, actually, this is you know what I'm gonna go on. Uh, this is a scoop. I heard these two are gonna try to kill themselves in this match. Oh, and try to put on the best match humanly possible. The last time Ophidian did that was with Hirakon at the beginning of 2012, and it was one of the worst Chakara matches of the year. So, oh, well, that match was doomed for failure. All right. Was it, that was, it wasn't even the main event on that show, right? Then they did a yeah. trios match? No, no, it was... I remember, because I bought this show. When, when a bad show happens and I buy it, I will remember it for the rest of my life. Yeah, fair enough. It, and Omos is sad... Go ahead. It was a Materia versus Colony was the main event, and they almost had a worse match to Ophidian and Hirakon. Well, that that writes that. Um, Omasis has had, let's see, how many singles matches has he had? He's had two. He's had a bunch of good matches, right? Kevin and Jerome have praised his work. I'm trying to think of all the matches he's had, because I only feel like it's been a couple, unless I'm forgetting something. I mean, he can't, he was in Florida to do the angle with Ophidian and the Materi. He, he, he had a match with the Shard? I haven't seen it. I don't he think had, they would have seen it yet either. Uh, no, Kevin just saw it. Kevin, no, Kevin reviewed it today. It went okay. up on his well, blog. Well, the match with uh, Cobalt, was it, in Porterdale? Oh, that yeah. That match was, uh, well, it was a Cobalt match. Yeah. So there's uh, well, one person uh, that's going to enjoy that match. But. Ben, uh, What's that? How, dare, how dare you insult Cobalt? Do you know anything about professional wrestling? Apparently not. I mean, that's... if you can't tell from this podcast. Yeah. In case uh, anyone's wondering, that's that's a joke. That's oh, that's a that's a subtweet on a podcast. We've already done like three, I think, so far. But mm-hmm. um, moving on, two out of three falls. This podcast is a train wreck. Title contest contest. Wow. See, that's why I can't say the other word. Uh, 3.0 defend the CDP, and I'm not trying to say the CDP in full. Campeones de Perez. I guess the pieces of hate of the Shard and Jigsaw, and uh, this is probably the most interesting match from a work rate standpoint, I think, on paper, and uh, which again. Looking at it the other way, is it saying too much? Uh, Jigsaw and the Shard have been a fantastic team and probably one of the highlights of the season. Uh, they had a match with Assailant and who? Fire Ant in Porterdale. I have no idea. Fun match, uh, but they've had a bunch better matches than that this year. They had one in Orlando with Quack and Fire, Fire. Ant as yep. well, and then there have been other matches. They just won the 2013 Tag World Grand Prix, which essentially seemed designated to put these guys over and to set this match up which is now on the pay-per-view for the tag titles I would be pretty surprised if well I don't know what's going to happen but I would think they were supposed to win if if Shakar is going to continue on but anyways as noted the most interesting match I think in terms of a work rate perspective and you also forgot that little match they had with uh, Juice and Liger and Mike yes. Quack well, which already, was you already related to that earlier oh, so okay. I'm, it's all okay. good and, uh, uh, yeah this match I, I kind of with 3.0, I cut, I sometimes forget how much I like them after I haven't seen them for a while, and I just watched a lot of their atom- the Atomicos matches they were a part of in 2012, and those matches were awesome. You still 3. need point- to see the one from Sakakis, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't I know. as good as I hyped it, but it was still really fun. Yeah, and uh, 3.0 are really, really are good at what they do, and which is fine in Shikara. Yeah, and would well, probably people I mean, would, complain about them not getting brought back to ROH. I just shake my head. Yeah, I mean, like ROH wouldn't know how to present them, and people would, and like I don't Granted, know. Granted, they could be something different in ROH too. Yeah. But. 
Um, so I, I, if this isn't the best match on the show, I I would be genuinely surprised. It's the actually, I mean, besides this, I would say Angel versus Saturine has the best chance of being the best match on the show. Well, Amasis and Vidian are going to try. As yeah. you noted. Yeah, they're going to try. Yeah, I, mean, oh, I feel so bad. Really no, there really was no, no need to bury those two. They work so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I like both of them if it just wasn't for Ophidian in 2012 and now. Yeah. And Omosis as a singles guy is actually pretty appealing. He seems in really good shape and, like, ready to go, but... I just I just realized how obnoxious that quote-unquote scoop was. Two guys, two young guys, independent wrestlers, are going to try to kill themselves on an iPay-per-view. What a scoop. What a scoop, TJ. Well, if, if somebody got through the 35, 40 minutes of this podcast already, I'm sure they could bear that comment. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, really, this match is pretty much just about the Shard and Jigsaw, but you haven't yeah. seen any of their matches, so... Yeah, uh, so piece, I mean, pieces of hate. No, I saw the, the Liger-Quack match. Well, yes. I mean, from a distance, but I saw it. Um. Yeah, Jigsaw and the Shard should win this. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. And by the way, Jigsaw and the Shard need to be a t- team in a bunch of other promotions, whether Chikara dies or not. Like this is a, the yeah. best use. This is the best use of both of them for the foreseeable. Well, the future. best thing about Chikara going away is that uh, these two could be a team somewhere, and Fire Ant and Green Ant could go somewhere else and work. Yeah, and or, not as uh, other characters. Yeah. Um. But. And what else? Uh, was, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, okay, so I when after the Young Bucks dropped the titles to 3.0, uh, one of the Bucks sent out a tweet like saying, thank you, Chikara Pro, or whatever. And I got the sense that this was like Chikara flying them back in for one last show for them to drop the titles and that they just weren't going to, they didn't want to pay for their flights anymore. Sure. Which, was, which is understandable. Like, not, this is not a criticism. This is like, you know, the reality of business, especially of a small business. And apparently dying small business like that. But since the Young Bucks just came back anyway, wouldn't it have been better to have the Young Bucks retained against uh, 3.0 and then just do the Young... Like, they, the Young Bucks could have wrestled at WrestleCon on Chikara and then defend the belts against Pieces of Hate right here? Like did, like, did 3.0 being champions for the last five months do anything for 3.0 or the championships or Chikara? Well, it, theoretically, I guess it's the idea that uh, they didn't actually get a real title reign at the beginning of last season. So now that's like that's like storyline reasoning, which reminds me of like the point. So, what was it the typical ROH fan said on Twitter about like it makes the, sense? And the worst thing, the worst, the worst like uh, thing that's happening among wrestling fans is something like this: is when people say that make, because it makes sense. And right. this also goes back to my idea that when someone justifies shitty wrestling shitty finishes, shitty shows with, well, it made storyline sense, i.e. almost every single excuse for bad DGUSA and involved stuff over the last three years. Like, I just want to scream at them. Do you know, Gabe, you know he uh, said about the Chuck Taylor Rich Swan finish from Michigan? He said it was a bad idea. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Okay. I I don't think I've ever complained about that with Dragon Gate USA and Evolve or said that. Oh, it makes storyline sense. Well, not you, but other people have. Okay, well, yeah. People want to, well. I mean, mind. we're we're pretty much on the same mind on Dragon Gate USA and Evolve, so wasn't I wasn't that was not a subtweet at you. Uh, oh, I, I understand. Guess. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway, it, I mean, like obviously, it doesn't really matter. I like three point I don't want this to make it seem like. I mean, the Young Bucks are just the best tag team in America, so why wouldn't you want them to have, be on the side pay per view and on WrestleCon? That that was all my that was my only point. But anyway, this should be the good match, and if it's not the best match in the show, I'll be surprised. Main event. 
Yeah, uh, what before oh. I want to talk this briefly about Tag World Grand Prix just to mention how upset I was when the Bravados lost in the Oh, what round. a fucking joke that was. Like what are like are these are the Bravados like just giant douchebags or something? Like I can't like what what are they doing wrong? Like well, how? Uh, uh, I know that uh, was it Kevin or maybe Jerome because I actually listened to some of their post weekend audio and they said that one of them had an injured shoulder so maybe that was why and they definitely wanted to be in Tag World Grand Prix because clearly it means a lot to them and but apparently they worked they had probably the best match of the first round or one of the best matches not that that's saying a whole lot and uh, so maybe you... the shoulder reasoning I don't know though but yeah, I, mean, they, I, guess... I mean it ties into stuff like not even getting used for King of Trios. And just, I mean, they were yeah. the best thing about Shakar last year. They were the best thing, in my opinion, to make all those every other shows worth watching. And then they don't... And how many teams do you have in King of Trios? 16? And you can't find a spot for the Bravados? Well, they couldn't, find a, spot. They could, they couldn't find a spot for Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. It was a very tight year. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's why they got a spot here. And they went further in the tournament than the Bravados did. They did. But, Main uh, event for the Grand Championship. Eddie what Kingsley a match. Defends against match. Icarus. I've been very vocal about defending Icarus. Uh, well, the thing, it, it's so, it just shows how fickle as a wrestling fan, or as, as a person I am, as a fan I am, because I have been, uh, I love Icarus. I think Icarus is great. Yep. I think he's so underappreciated. Yep. I think he is what makes Fist go. What's make, like, I think he is, without him, Fist is not as interesting. And honestly, like, when, like, I've been watching a lot of promos and a lot of their matches from last year, Gargano sticks out like a sore thumb in their matches as someone who is not comfortable being doing what Fist does. Like, he is not comfortable being, like, he's just not as comfortable doing it. It is rewatch the, the, what was the one in Syracuse? Rewatch the match from, the the Atomicos match from Syracuse. It was uh, 3.0. That's the Hatfield Kingston show, right? Yeah. 3.0 Akuma and Generico versus Fist and Ophidian. Generico, I mean, Gargano looks so uncomfortable in that. He just does, like, Taylor and, and Icarus are just like, this is our element. We are going to kill this. This is like, this is our WrestleMania main event. I like, was that's... uncomfortable, too, with the lack of Gargano and Generico interactions. Come on. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. I need to put their 10 seconds of interaction on that on YouTube and label it the only Generico uh, Gargano match ever that will ever exist. Yes, um, Anyway, so my point is, I love Icarus. I think he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I hate the storyline with Sugar Dunkerton. It is such Uncle Tom bullshit that Shakara is so, like, so much better than. Like, you expect WWE to be doing archaic racist storylines. I do not expect that from Shakara. Like, this has been bullshit, and no one has been calling them out on this. And I haven't been watching enough to call them out on it. But, like, that, that is bullshit. Anyway, though... It leads to a very b- bizarre situation, and definitely that plays into the idea that this is an alternate timeline where we have a babyface Icarus challenging for the grand title on iPay-Per-View, and the crowd has been churning on Eddie Kingston for months and months and months. Yes. And it's going to be a situation where the crowd is cheering for Icarus to beat Eddie Kingston for the grand title. And to me, there isn't a better way for Chikara to go out uh, and to get over this idea that this was an alternate timeline, and it like then for Icarus to win the grand title here, that's going to happen. I think it has Definitely to happen. Winning. I can't. I think all three titles are changing. I I think Icarus is like what? I mean, I have no. We have no idea what's going to happen with Chikara. 
And but I don't see the point of Icarus challenging on IAP review if he's not going to win it. Yeah. So you feel like that's like the entire purpose of doing this match on iPay-Per-View. You don't feel like it's standalone, like stepping back and you just look at Eddie Kingston versus Icarus, which a lot of people have a problem with. It's like, oh, Icarus on every other show I would be okay with on an iPay-Per-View. Not so much. I mean, I mean, I don't, th- when I, th- when I say I love Icarus, I don't think of him as I need Icarus and some singles main events. That That's right. what, that's what makes me a wrestling fan. Right. That is like, that's just not what I think of him that's not what I want from Icarus. That's not what I want from Trakara. It just aggravates me when I hear people say that it doesn't make sense when, while maybe it's very uninteresting and the build doesn't seem proper, it makes sense because of the Wink Vavasaur storyline that everybody that Kingston faces, he's throwing all these challengers at him. That makes it make sense. Now, whether it should be on an iPay-Per-View main event or not, but I mean, it is, but, it's but remember that. Be- a shitty storyline I know, doesn't make it a, like a good thing to do. Well, that's what I I prefaced it with that, but that okay. still makes sense. That was my argument. And then of course no, I don't, you talk I, I about Icarus's accolades, and that's why people should become invested because this is like arguably the biggest legend of Shakar history, other than Quackenbush, right? I mean, uh, I think people would say Hollywood and Jigsaw are more. Yeah, well, close top five. Yeah, he's probably it's it's probably top five with Hollywood and Jigsaw. Uh, top six then. Ultramantis, Hollow Wicked, Jigsaw, Kingston, Quack, and Icarus. They're like the big six that have been around forever, right? Uh, or, Kingston. I don't Kingston, Kingston was around in 02. I mean, He's, I, I've seen all those shows. You've probably never even watched what? I, I've or, seen... You have seen some. I I've seen now. one of his matches from 2002. Do you have the best of, like, 02, 03? Yep, DVDs I have it. I'm halfway through. Even like, okay, you're halfway through. Halfway through 02. Okay. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there, but... I wouldn't know. I don't remember any of it. Uh, but I think it was good. Anyway, we're, once again, uh, we're not experts on Chikara. Listen to Kevin Ford's podcast, please. And I watch every show. Like, I should be, kind of. I should at least know why the matches are happening. Well, you got to read the blogs, brah. Got to read the blogs. Uh, that requires uh, me by the way, so not... re- remember, also said the kid who just went back to school, right? I did, Ooh. as yeah. of Tuesday. Anyway, so remember also it says stay tuned at the end of the webcast for a huge announcement. Yep. We have no idea what that is, but also uh, for those who don't know about Tag World Grand Prix, uh, Eddie Kingston made Archibald Peck two versions, two separate versions of Archibald Peck uh, apparently to cease to exist by giving one of them another backfist to the future. Well, the one showed up in the balcony, right? During the Yeah, match. But, th- but then they both disappeared after right. the backfist of the future. Okay. From what I under- from what I read which sense. means there are theoretically as many as five Archibald Pecks existing in the world. I yeah, can't probably. imagine that something isn't going to happen with that here. Yeah. Which is actually probably the most interesting dynamic of the show, of course. It's a run Archibald Peck, yeah. It's a, it's a run-in. It's a TNA show. All the, all the tag teams hate each other, and the biggest, uh, and the most like, interesting thing is waiting for a run-in in the fucking main event. Chikara in 2013. Rest in peace. Well, look, it could be Taryn Terrell in a last woman standing match, okay? I, I watched Impact for <laughs> 10 minutes this past week, and I saw that graphic. I was like, is that... Wait, that... Tiffany? Like, that's ECW Tiffany in a last man standing match? And that's not even the worst thing on the show, because Sting's challenging for the fucking title again. 
man, wrestling is just awful right now. This was in my in theory, I was just going to spin off this conversation of Jakara theoretically dying into how all wrestling now sucks. Hashtag pro rest hate, right? Absolutely. Okay. But the iPaper June 2nd, next Sunday at the Trocadero in Philadelphia, PA. Last Jakarta show ever, buy it. Potentially free view a go go three thirty PM, bell time four PM, the pay per view. Doors open at three, so be there. But I will not be there. I'll be at Evolve. I will be hanging out with people in real life. That's good. Wow. Well, I will be too. I'm, people must think I'm the biggest douchebag. I'm talking about scoops and backstage rumors, and I just look down on every wrestling fan who's going to be watching an iPay per view. I'm sorry. That was real. That came off really douchey. I apologize, everyone. I look down on every wrestling fan and myself, so. I, I look down on only myself. Only yourself? Not every other wrestling fan? Not the ones I interact with, at least. I really wish I could just do, like, an epic TNA rant. And I just used that word. I don't want to. But TNA rant? Like, I've been going off on TNA, like, the last two weeks. I don't know why. I talked you... about it with Tim Exiled on Twitter, but... I saw... I woke up to that conversation. It, uh, like, and you can't really go into detail on Twitter, but fuck TNA. It's just so bad. Awful. So Have, bad. You've seen the Wikipedia entry of lol TNA history? The one that just goes through, like, every mistake and every... It's uh, basically like, someone trying movie. to write... Like all the, all the what's yeah. what, what, it's, like basically, it. it's basically like someone trying to write like Brian Alvarez, how he wrote the Duck the WCW book, yeah, on a giant Wikipedia page. Yeah, well, well, if you're like, ever bored, it's definitely something to check out. I'm steadily going <laughs> through it. I'm at 2005 right now. It's taking me days. Yeah, um, yeah T Day is awful. Chikara, as you can tell, does not interest us. It hasn't really interested us for 18 months. You know, and I was going to reference Fist and PWG as being interesting with Taylor and Gargano, but, like, you want to talk about alternate universes? That, they are. So, and I was just waving my hand for some reason, like, pointing to the West Coast, but, uh, yeah, PWG is an alternate universe, so. Anyways, Evolve next weekend. We'll briefly talk about these cards. Uh, two seven match the- cards and an A match card. I don't have them pulled up. I, they I probably do. don't it's, have it was them on the, the website either. Actually, but they were in the latest email that sent out today or yesterday, so I have them right here. Okay. Well, that's Evolve the only t- way you see the full card, so. Yeah. Evolve 20, I'll, I'll just, I'll host this part of the show. Evolve 20, which is not an IP review, it's just going to be a video on demand. The next uh, day, they're guaranteeing. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> All right. I, once again, that's not fair, but odds, Evolve's track, uh, WWN Live's track record with that is not very good. Uh, AR Fox, Defending the Evolve title against Nick Jackson. Do you care about that? Uh, yes, because I saw their match from King of Flight, and it was very fun, and this will probably be very fun plus more because that was a first-round match. Uh, I'm not sure if I would have, like, I don't know. When I saw the, the talent announced for these shows, I'm not sure if this was, like, the match I would have booked, but it's fine. Yeah. And I with mean, the rest like... of the card, it's very consistent, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, like, uh... It's very frustrating how Dragon Gate USA and Evolve book so few title matches, and yet still so few of them are believable title changes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like at this, like, why not? Why isn't Fox just defending all three shows if you're going to have yeah. one of his defenses be against Nick Jackson? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he's trying to make reasoning for it, but granted, Ar Fox pretty I, much said he's going to take on all challengers, and then he has a non-title match on the next show, right? Uh, against Lindsay, right, right, yeah. Well, two, because, oh. I mean, what's the one the next? Tom- Tomahawk. Ida, right? Ida. 
beat Ed right. Fox non-title and then Lince non-title. There's no reason those shouldn't all three be title matches. But. Well, Nick Jackson's pinned him twice, bro. <sighs> well, I'm tr- I'm trying, okay. Right, that was Gabe. Okay. All right. So uh, Gargano defending – oh, no, not defending. Having a singles match with Matt Jackson, which is a rematch of the yes. 2011 Chikara Young Lions Cup non-tournament action. And that was the best match on that show, right? Pretty sure. I didn't see that show. Also, for those it wondering – for those wanting some trivia, that was Claudio Castagnoli's last Chikara show. Against? Icarus. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure – I think they were going to hot shot uh, Claudio versus Eddie Kingston on that show, but uh, Kingston and Jigsaw were stuck in hurricane traffic in New York or something. Yeah, I mean, that was originally a double shot, right? And then they had to make it a single shot yeah. in Easton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ada versus Tomahawk in a Dragon Cage showcase match in a match that should not be happening because both men should be off doing more interesting things. Uh, yes, that's the best way to put it in perspective, but I'm sure it's- it'll still be a good match, right? I mean, all three, <laughs> matches, all three matches we've said so far should be good. Star yeah. ratings. Star ratings. No, because they'll all be in the same area. Yeah. Special challenge match, number one, as opposed one, to a two, regular... three and a quarter. No. As, as opposed to a regular challenge match, or just uh, a special match. Samurai Del Sol versus Tony Nese, which actually is, frankly, very damn special and the most interesting match I've read so far. Yeah, this match was supposed to happen a year ago on the Florida Triple Shot in St. Petersburg, but due to Silas Young, unfortunately... Deciding, yeah. Yeah, that's, a fun, that's a fun story. Should we talk about that? that? Why not? Yeah, Silas Young was promised a a standby ticket, didn't get one, didn't want to fly himself down, didn't want to drive down, so he didn't show up. And we lost out on Silas Young versus Gargano, Silas Young versus El Generico, and apparently Tony Nese versus Del Sol. And I can kind of blame Silas for having to see a third Generico Del Sol match. Granted, they were all good matches. Having to see a second one that weekend and a third one overall when those could have been other Generico matches. So fuck you, Silas. Yeah. I hope you're in ROH soon in the embassy, but you won't be, I'm sure. He's going to yeah. be at the TV taping, Baltimore, actually, the 23rd. Grow your, Silas, we know you're listening. Grow your hair out, idiot. Grow up. I love Silas. Oh, he's the, he's awesome. He's so, so great. Awesome. So great. But uh, Del uh, Sol and Nice is going to be, this is my most anticipated match on this show, for sure. Probably like, one of the most anticipated when, on the weekend. When uh, what's it? They were saying that this show was available for ten bucks for like twenty four hours, and this was probably like the one match that made me like double take and go like maybe I should have dropped ten bucks on the show, but I didn't because wrestling's awful and you should no one should waste their money on it. But that's a lot of credit to say that you know this was the match. You know, it's a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. for those three. Speaking of which, and now that I that now that I'm about to do this, it's probably going to uh, curse it in ways. But Tony Nice, uh, JP's going to interview him next week. All right, so check awesome. that out. Also, Tony Nese, uh, the very first TJ Hawk interview, which is available. Really? If you Google Tony Nese and TJ Hawk, they'll come up, I'm sure. Uh, special challenge match number two in a match that should just be labeled a match. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Taylor versus Brian Cage, which is only amusing. Why, Ben? Because we get to... Okay. I, I really dropped the ball with that because there was something that I could have went, uh, went with there as a joke, but I didn't because I'm not very funny. Um... We get to chant Fighting Taylors, right? Uh, there has yet to be a payoff to the Fighting Taylor Boys, and okay. I demand a payoff to the Fighting Taylor Boys. See, I didn't even get it right, but we yeah. do get to chant Fighting Taylors. That's that's a thing that does get to happen. And we get to chant Get Your Shit In at Brian Cage. But that's over the course of three shows, so. Yeah. Uh, fighting Taylor Boys are really entertaining. I like the three of them together yeah. were really, they were they had a lot of fun matches. 
Hopefully, um, hopefully they'll play off that. I would assume they would. But I, I, I think this is going. This is going to be Brian Cage being big and strong and muscular, and Chuck Taylor doing comedy. And it's probably going to be more entertaining than some of the matches that look better because the crowd will probably respond to Chuck Taylor's comedy. Is it going to be more entertaining than the entertainment match? Oh right. Oh, oh. now it's actually it's labeled something different now. Is I'll it? Oh, it. Yeah. because on the website it's still entertainment match, which is where it's, I'm at. Yeah. All right. So the next so match Dave is under pressure again. Anyways, go ahead. Next match is the fray. Your favorite is the worst stipulation in terms. I mean, or in terms of just pure like, if you just go back, they should make a DVD of all the fray matches because it 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 could be like one of those things that just becomes a cult DVD for how awful every single match is. Uh, if you don't know, starts with two competitors. Another enters every two minutes. Eliminations can take place anytime by pinfall, submission, or DQ until one com- competitor is left. The participants are. Uh, Chiba Kid, Caleb Conley, John Davis, Lindsay Dorado, Shane Strickland, and Tommy Taylor. If this Frey match isn't good, they should never do another Frey match again. This may I, be the most like perfect collection of guys for a Frey. But what's going to happen is it's going to go 10 minutes, at most 15, and all the eliminations are going to suck, and it's not going to mean a thing, and they're going to try to protect everybody, and in the end, it's just going to be a nothing match. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Well, John Davis is going to get DQ'd, right? John Davis will get DQ'd. Caleb Connolly will win. Win. Absolutely. Tommy Taylor will just take some lame fall. And then the other three guys will do cool spots. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, I honestly thought that if the the LA one failed, they should never do it again. This is definitely a better collection of talent. But if this one fails, never again. They can't do it again. Yeah. All right. I mean, but, yeah. I like how you conveniently called him Chiba Kid, by the way. He's not Chiva Kid in this universe. He's not Chiva Kid in any universe. Not anymore. Well, he was in Shakara. No, he was Andrew Everett. No, he wasn't. Was he? He had the I mask so. on. I saw that. Oh, okay. I thought he was. I thought he was Andrew Everett. No, he was definitely promoted as Chiva Kid. Now, whether he did it on the show, he that's still no had what... his mask on, though. Okay, at the show. At the show, yes. Okay, definitely. What was formerly called in one of the worst names for a match ever, an entertainment match. Which inherently implies, at least to me, that all the other matches are not entertaining, uh, is now labeled a comedy attraction, which I still think is fucking stupid. Uh, one, for a couple reasons. The match is, itself is the Bravado Brothers versus Sugar Dunkerton and Maxwell Chicago. First off, I would like to say it is very good that Sugar Dunkerton is back in a vault. Yeah. Also, it's How good about that, that match the- with Silas Young, by the way. Uh, I like that match. You like that match. I, I like that Every, match a lot. Everyone liked that match, and he was never to be seen in Evolve again. Was that his last match? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the Bravado Butters should absolutely be a huge part of Evolve, Dragate USA, FIP. So, so they're going to lose this match, right? And they're going to lose this match for Sugar Duncan and Matchful Chicago in a match designed to be comedy. And these are the two... other two guys are on the other shows either, by the way. So. And the Bravado, the, the Bravados should be – I mean, granted – this is this is in some ways very lame for me to complain about this because Evolve definitely needs more variation. But I feel like that's of, why Gabe labeled this as the entertainment match. By the way, well, is it like he has to tell everybody, "Hey, we're going to do a comedy match in Evolve"? Nobody I, would expect that. Well, a couple of emails ago, they said that every show is going to have a conscious effort to have all these different styles. Yeah, in it. Well, and, and more companies need to make that a self-conscious effort. By the way. Well, just every, put that out there. That's like the only redeemable thing about CZW is that they have a bunch of different right. shit. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, uh, I don't, I'll say, though, I don't care about this match. I'm sure it'll be very fun live, though. Yeah, yeah, this is one of my most anticipated matches. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. I would say if I was going live, I would say it's my second most anticipated match besides Nice and Del Sol. Hopefully, they just don't try too hard because sometimes comedy matches can fall flat. Oh, when speaking of sh- shitty gimmicks, I can't wait till, for this next show. I completely forgot about this. Oh, oh, international versus US. Evolve Twenty One, June first, live on iPayPerView at WWNLive.com. It's USA versus the world live on Saturday night. Evolve. Wow, you're way too excited. What an awful idea. This this is this is no better than no worse, no better than the style battle. Completely random, out of nowhere, not built up at all, just a gimmick to make people want to buy a show, and it's not gonna make anyone want to buy a show. Do you think they they'll should keep tally over the course of the show? USA I don't I, I don't recommend it. Evolves history has shown that they're very bad at math. Uh, and you've told them that enough. Yeah. To the point where they got rid of the math. <laughs> Uh, so main event or what's considered the main event USA versus Japan number one uh, theoretically it means it's the first match it, based on how they write it out it looks like it's USA versus Japan number one uh, Air Fox versus Ada which is a match that should be very Wait, good is it actually USA versus the world on the what you're looking at it is the sub the subtitle for this it's it's the USA versus the world live on Saturday night three exclamation points well, what's the title for the match? Is it number one versus Japan number one or versus world number one? USA versus Japan number one. Okay. I just had to clarify. Go yeah. ahead. Air Fox versus Ada. Very good match. Nothing else yes. to be said, right? Right. Ada, this was one of the matches I wanted to see from him this weekend, so definitely no complaints at all. USA versus Japan number two. Johnny Gargano versus Tomahawk TT. Should be a good match. Not as good as Fox Ada. Nothing else to be said, right? Continue. USA versus Mexico. Shane Strickland versus Samurai Del Sol. Bit of a wild card match for Samurai Del Sol. Maybe his swan song here, but I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Second to last. Second to last. Well, I don't know. Maybe he'll be back again. I mean, hey, there could always be Evolve shows in North Carolina in six weeks, okay? Yeah, a week after these shows. Yeah. Uh, They'll be announced a week after these shows. Uh, Strickland and Del Sol both tend to botch stuff. Yes, they do. So yes, they do. and they both did WrestleMania weekend. It was not a good weekend for the for these guys. Strickling, I wouldn't say yeah, Strickling. Del Sol botched the same dive twice, by the way. And I just watched a match with Del Sol versus ACH, where Del Sol botched a couple of things. AEW. Yeah. The uh, tournament finals. Or yeah, very un- very underwhelming match. I yeah, know you're shocked. Said it was awesome though. I'm sh- I'm shocked that you would hear that an AAW match was underwhelming, but it was. Uh... USA versus Europe. What what is so Oh my god, how fucking stupid is this company? Is Tommy Taylor from every single country in Europe? Why if like if this was not if this wasn't Tommy Taylor USA versus England, like why is it then it USA versus North America in the last match? Why isn't it USA versus Asia in the first two matches? This is the stupidest company on earth. They can't do anything right. Like this is like the basic quality control level shit. I, I just actually just start like spit just came into my mouth. I could tell. I could tell. That's okay. Like, I like the passion. But like you I still like, love wrestling. I hate it, man. I hate it. I can't. Really love it. I just came up with an exit plan today for in one year to be done with wrestling completely. This podcast. So like you're <laughs> being Shakar here. Oh man, my exit plan is it's underway. It's starting. But uh, yeah, USA is going to disappear after this show. 
<laughs> Quackenbush is actually going to put a hit out on me. Uh, USA versus Europe. Caleb Conley versus Tommy Taylor. These two are going to try so hard to have a good match, and no one is going to give a fuck. That's that's my take on this. The least interesting match on the weekend. What's and, the question? Uh, I haven't watched a Caleb Conley pro- promo yet, but he cut a he cut a, uh, a baby for baby face promo. Yeah, like uh, I've seen everybody hyping it. Like, please go out of your way to see this promo, and I just don't care at all. I keep meaning to watch it, but I I, I, I want keep... to as well. But like, it's been on my screen like three times since he's posted it, and I just can't click the play button. Every time I I'm reminded to watch it, I'm at work and I can't watch it. So. All right, bonus tag team main event. So the the USA versus the world. I like world. how they do the USA versus the world, and then this is the bonus tag main event in the middle of the card, and it's far and away like more interesting than. Also, the by the way, it's USA versus the world, and like there is no political stuff going on here, and it's there's four matches. Look, it's, it's like, like it's Uf- not like it's like UFC. Okay, we it's not like it's a ball versus stuff. ROH where they need to end the show evenly. Like, what, like if you're gonna do a gimmick like this, why not have it like? Th- this company is the worst, the worst, the absolute fucking worst. Uh, bonus tag team. The only thing worse than them is Dragon Gate USA. Bonus tag team main event: The Young Bucks versus Tony Nese and Brian Cage. Uh, this match sounds absolutely awesome. The Young Bucks versus Tony Nese and partner, uh, like World Tour, that's like unofficially happening, is fantastic. And I haven't seen any of the matches yet, but what a fantastic unofficial concept. Wait, what are we talking about? The Young oh, Bucks versus Tony Nese and a partner. Oh, yes. That's just, it's just like happening in a bunch of places. Is it? Where else is it well, happening? It's happened at least once in FWE, and it's happening again in FWE. Okay, it did, right. Who is his partner? Nice? Uh, Jigsaw. No, Nice, nice and Jigsaw. Against the Bucks? I actually yeah. watched that, I think. I think they're doing a rematch. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. This sounds pretty good, too, this match here. This is the this is the only Brian Cage match that worth is worth getting excited. They should put this in the main event. It should absolutely be the main event. It won't be. No, of course not. Okay. Uh, special challenge match. Rematch. <laughs> John Davis versus Chuck Taylor. And so, for those who don't know, Ben and I were at Evolve eighteen, and this this match happened. No one was cared about it going in, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was one of the best. It was better than a lot of the matches that happened at Evolve eighteen and Cage of Death. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I had more fun watching this than the ma- great majority of matches that day. It's gonna lack Drew Gulak and Swamp Monster, though. Drew Gulak probably. and Swamp Monster and Swamp Monster and Swamp Monster is probably gonna be at Chikara this weekend. And that's true. Actually, and uh, I don't know where Drew Gulak's gonna be, but uh, there could be two Swamp Monsters, maybe. Well, no, the well, the, I mean, like in the concept, yes, but in theory, well, I can't get into it. There's two. <laughs> well, and one's gonna be here in Jacksonville. Come on. Anyway, uh, I really hope this match gets over at least with a live crowd. It's probably not going to translate to iPay-Per-View because that's what happened last time. I really hope they don't continue with this John Davis DQ crap. What an awful... Like, how could they just, like... Like, John Davis has had... Like, he's the definition of trying to create someone who's different than the typical indie guy, having a horrible promotion doing it, and thus his push failing... In terms of actually and it getting, he has good over. matches. Other places, he has nothing but good matches pretty much the entire year, and then they give him the worst gimmick possible. The only thing worse would be him just losing and him being called a loser over and over again. Hey, that's getting, a great gimmick. That getting everybody loves de- to use. getting DQ'd on purpose in tournament matches versus the only Trent Beretta match that's likely to ever happen in Dragon Gate USA. Was it on purpose? Like, the first one? I don't remember. With Fox? I didn't. I, guess I didn't. It, I didn't well, he. 
they were kind of unintentional, which I'm not sure if that makes it worse. I think. Who who cares? That does make it worse, doesn't it? Who cares? I I think I I don't want Fox ducked a clothesline and then he hit the ref, or maybe he just attacked the ref. I don't remember. It was Evolve 19. It was a long time ago, like a month ago, and uh, and then the one with Beretta, he was giving him headbutts, and that was he called he he stopped the match. I think he was in the corner though. That's why, like he was giving a five count. He didn't listen. Special attraction match. Lince Dorado versus Johnny Vandal. Uh, what a waste of Lince Dorado, right? Yeah, this is a Florida match. So. Uh, they should just call this the FIP attraction match. Tag team attraction. As opposed to ta- bonus tag team main event or a special challenge or a special attraction. The Bravados versus Chiba Kid and Derek Rise. Derek Rise sneaks yeah. onto more WWN live shows than anyone. JP talked about this recently. He just like, he, he's like all over the country, seemingly. And he's just uh, a guy that's there. But. You know what? Like, I saw him have one match in Beyond Wrestling. And granted, it's Beyond. It's a little bit of a goofy promotion. But, like, the kid has got talent. I understand why he keeps getting booked. But if you're not going to book him to be anything worthwhile, like, why are you using him over and over again? It's like, like, they're not even making him out. To, like, like, give him a three-man band gimmick or something. All right. We don't need to talk about this show anymore, do we? Well, the Bravados are on it, so. Bravados, Chiba Kid. Actually, I bet you that match is the oh. second best. I bet you that match is one of the best matches on the show. By the way, the Bravados against Andrew Everett on this show, Chiva Kid, they're yeah. partners on the next show. So we'll yeah. get to that. Oh, okay. Storylines. Storylines. Uh, well, can... Debatable. <laughs> what if they just beat all three to decide to beat the shit out of Derek Rise and that's just it? I hope they might as well. Like The match is not going to be anything special anyway. Well, then you'll get your blow off to Derek Rise in the WWN Live promotions. Oh man. Uh let's see. Alright, Evolve twenty two, June second, live on W uh live on I pay per view at WWN Live. Head to head versus Slam Aversary. Also on the same day as the last Char Chikara show ever, right? Uh alright, so the subtitle for Evolve twenty two is C two DGUSA title matches in the traditional Sunday night pay per view time slot. Uh <laughs> By the way, uh, Chikar's run four iPay-Per-Views in, pa- in total. Uh, Gabe has run two iPay-Per-Views on two of those shows. <laughs> That's interesting. And also, both nights, there was a TNA pay-per-view. Because I remember, because JP was at the TNA pay-per-view, and he said he bought the Chikara iPay-Per-View on his phone. Really? I, I have this weird memory. I remember a couple things like this I do not need to know. And then, of course, uh, Freedom Fight... I'm sure that's one you referenced, right? Yeah, where it was Gargano, where Gargano won the no. title yeah. on the same show where Kingston won the title, and they're still and both the champions. They're still both the champions, and also that night there was TNA review. Very weird, alternate timeline, yeah. guys. Here we go again, then, because everybody's running this day. Open the Freedom Gate title match. Gargano Gar- Gar- defends against uh, apparently departing Samurai Del Sol, right? Yep. Uh, this is. Go ahead. This is definitely the this Del Sol match they had to do. Del Sol versus Nice, Del Sol versus Strickland, Del Sol versus Gargano. Three excellent matches for him to go out on. I don't know why he wasn't booked to go to the finals of the Evolve tournament. A bit, the impression I got over that weekend was that like Del Sol was super taking it easy, but then I look at the matches that he's booked for this weekend and being in the main event for the Open the Freedom Gate title, and actually the John Davis match, which was two weeks before, so you have to assume things were in motion there. Um... I don't know, that WrestleCon weekend was just weird. 
and now he's in three relevant matches where they should all deliver, and he should give a lot of effort. I'm not saying he didn't give effort in WrestleCon, but like he took a show off because he had like a pinched, and I don't know what was wrong with him. And then he, he skipped really the show him. to wrestle in the ladder match the next day. Like, how injured was he really going to be? Yeah, and then he was in a four way the first night, and he botched that dive twice, which I think is how he got injured. And uh, yeah, but like the point of me mentioning that was they should have got in Del Sol and Ricochet or Del Sol and Fox again because aren't they like tied or something uh maybe not but Del Sol and Fox should have happened again um, anyways uh this should be really good but Del, uh with Gargano uh his character is kind of weird it's going to totally fall flat although I I assume that's the idea is that it's going to fall flat because they're going to run these shows where nobody knows what's going on especially in Florida and he's going to cheat to win, which is going to ruin every match he has. And uh, then he's going to cut a babyface promo. Sounds rad. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have to admit, I'm such a loser that I, despite hating pro wrestling, I was like plotting out some different title matches Gargano could have this year in Dragon Gate USA. And then, like, I was like thinking in my head, how would they all end? And I realized yep. he has to cheat to win all of them. That's the only way the storyline makes sense. And. Yep. Uh, and then it's going to a year a year's worth until New Orleans and then we get to see probably yeah. the title change and then there's nobody it, who who you know who's going to beat him for it Caleb Conley Yep Caleb Conley next dragon you would say champ like seriously What uh yeah whatever uh this match I don't know it should be very good before the finish and you know who knows Del Sol's leaving supposedly so maybe they, he won't cheat to win yeah, maybe that was just... A, I don't know, though. I don't know. Like, you do well, that big angle, like, I don't... Ugh. God. We never did a podcast about that, did we? We did not. Oh, man, I was so angry. when we were, I, I, It took all my willpower to actually go back and say goodbye to you and everybody else before I ran out of that building. I was so pissed off that time. <laughs> Open the United Gate title match. Young Bucks oh. defend versus Ada and Tomahawk TT. You weren't the only one, by the way. But anyways, yeah, this uh, match should be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Young Bucks win. There's Heavyweight Clash. Yeah. Heavyweight Clash. John Davis versus Brian Cage, which I there's only one thing I care about is that they both do the fucking machine suplex from the ropes, right. from from the from where the guys on the apron, the guy stands on the ropes and suplexes them into the ring. This was a bit of a dream match, like a few months ago, wasn't it? For I think you, for you was, and J, for you I, and JP, for nobody else, because no, no one else likes John they Davis. Were, they were uh, JP and like uh, I think it was Jacob, like. Their whole thing was that it would make John Davis look small. So, like, they didn't want the match booked in L.A., which just... I don't know. Like, that matters in this universe at all. But I guess it does. I don't know. I mean, once I saw how small Shingo was, there's really no point in complaining about anybody. John Davis is taller than Brian Cage. He's not as thick, but... Who cares? I'm just glad this match got booked. Brian Cage got some good matches, considering this particular weekend. I see. I don't, I don't think him coming in. I disagree. I think this match does not play to either guy's strengths. I don't think they have good matches when they're against other power guys. Eh, so what? They'll have one. Okay, deal with it. All right. I'm never gonna watch this show. Evolve it'll be, sixteen. It'll be, it'll be a match that was there and completely forgettable. Okay. Evolve sixteen rematch one year later. Ar Fox versus Lindsay Dorado. These two had a crazy match a year ago. They're having a rematch now. I'm not sure why it's non-title. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Another match that. Uh, happened a year ago on the Florida shows and uh, in Jacksonville actually. Uh, they also had a match at the Jeff Peterson Memorial Cup which was a lot of fun in the same building that this one is happening in. It'll be fun. 
Newcomer showcase six man tag match between six people who will it will not be their debut by the time this newcomer showcase happens. But regardless, the Ravado brothers and Chiba Kid versus Dos Ben Dejos uh, and Shane Strickland. So I guess it's Dos Ben Dejos now, not Los Ben Dejos. It depends who you ask, or who you talk to, or who you have a conversation with. So, uh, as it is now, though, Dos Bendejos. Dos Bendejos. Oh, I'm sorry. I I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I have this no match, idea. This match should be good? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Why isn't Mike Cruz and Kyle Matthews on these shows? That's a good question. I don't know what Mike Cruz is doing this weekend. I don't know who he pissed off, but he wasn't Super- on FIP last time either. Super special challenge match number one, Chuck Taylor versus Caleb Conley in a match that no one could possibly give a single fuck about, right? Yep, this is without question. I'm, I'm not sure. This or Taylor and Conley from the show before in terms of interest level being at the very bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Special challenge match number two, Tony Deese versus Tommy Taylor in what should be like all Tommy Taylor evolved matches, very good with very little crowd heat. Yes, and Tony Nese is awesome. Tony Nese is awesome. Tony Nese should be in every single wrestling promotion in the world. That was the he best should... segment on Evolve 19 was him coming out and saying, hey, I signed a contract. Um, but all right. he's just going to keep getting booked for PWS in these cool-looking matches, and then they'll be booked for 10 minutes with some crap finish or, I don't know. That's uh, PWS, though. I'll say this about these shows. If I lived in Florida, I would try to get to these shows. Other than that, if you don't live within driving distance, I don't recommend these shows. And that's arguable for me, isn't it? That you're in driving distance? We're talking about, like, central Florida for me. Yeah, it's like six hours. It's different, though, because, like, you're you're, going to go there and you're going to be staying with friends for, like, like, a few days. And you're going to their shows with friends. Yeah, that's, like, half the reason to go. It's just to hang out pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I will be at all three. I will be at all three. I I think I'll... Which will be, by the way, I should mention this, I will have been to Evolve 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22... What's that? 10 of 11? 9 of 10? Whatever. Um, if, if, anybody, if anybody wants to question my Evolve fandom, and, like, I can give it all the criticism in the world because, hey, I've attended literally half the shows almost. Yeah. So, suck it. Uh, I've watched a lot of Evolve. Evolve sucks. I, you know what though, you, the last show Evolve twenty two. If you're gonna order one show, if you want to support independent wrestling, which yep. you shouldn't do because it's a waste of money, uh, I definitely recommend buying this instead of Slammiversary. And honestly, this is probably going to. It's not gonna be a more newsworthy show, but it's gonna be a better show than the Car Show, which is happening the same day. And, and it's gonna. And it's going to be in, in uh, Ybor City, which means there's a chance Ybor. the crowd is good. Ybor? Okay. Ybor. It means there's Whoa. a chance the, the crowd is good. Or at least, like, a lot. How are they for Del Sol and Davis, by the way? I never really asked you about that. I mean, I was, assumed on your rating that they were good enough, but... It was one of those matches where it doesn't... Like, you don't... You're so into the match, it doesn't even matter what the crowd's doing. They reacted oh. enough. They were good enough to, yes. to allow them to have a great... Match. Samurai Del Sol versus John Davis, everybody. Go watch that match. You know what? I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna recommend to you. Take your whatever money, go buy FIP, the March show, the February show. I don't, I don't do. care. Uh, Establish dominance, March fifteenth. John Davis versus Sam Rydell sold. That would be a better match. I would say odds are that's a better match than anything happening at Evolve or Chikara or TNA in the next yep. two weeks. Yep. And with that said, uh, to wrap up Evolve of the three shows, 
I still think the first one, most consistent card, but you have to watch that video on demand. 22 will probably be the best show. And I'm sure they'll build to that show to make it the best one. USA versus the world live on oh, Saturday okay. night. Yes, that's your favorite. <laughs> uh, USA versus Europe. I, I, I'm Ben Turpin. I'm here with uh, TJ Hawk 411. Uh, do you have any plugs? I already plugged them at the beginning, but. FreeProWrestling.com. We have a bunch of new writers. If you want to write for FreeProWrestling.com, uh, contact us on Twitter. I didn't know Free Pro Wrestling was turning into 411. Dude, there's like 15 writers now. It's pretty crazy. Every time I put out a tweet saying, you want to write for Free Pro Wrestling, it's guaranteed to get one response these days. And that's even with you blocking people off from your Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys could try to follow me. If, if you're a wrestler, maybe I'll accept you. I accepted Drew Gulak <laughs> yesterday. Hashtag humble brag. Um, Clearly. What a... I'm just presenting myself as the worst human being ever. I'm sorry, guys. I It's been a long week of work. I really hate professional wrestling. And I shouldn't be talking about it in public, I guess. I don't know. Hashtag pro wrestling. There's got to be something positive I can say. There's got to be.